Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. Uh-oh. Georgia, I don't know what happened. What happened? Got the data write error thing. Oh, no. But I mean, it's, it's recording. It's picking. It's picking up what, what I'm saying. <laughs> Are you picking up what I'm dropping all over? <laughs> <laughs> so, Georgia, you okay, Georgia? Yeah, I'm okay. Man, this 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 winter has been insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. And but that that's going all over the country though, because like. Everybody I've spoken to knows someone who's been like almost gravely ill from from pneumonia or bronchitis or some some version of a cold, you know. Yeah, there's some bad bugs out there or something's going on. I don't know. Not cool. So before Not cool. before we go ahead and die, let's just go ahead and start this show. How about that? Yeah, before <laughs> before death, let's <laughs> yeah. let's go bravely into that good night. Yeah. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. All right, well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. Here with you once again, week after week. It's me, the Graham, along with the fantastic Jocelyn. <laughs> How did you? How did you do, you all, everyone? Today we want to start by actually saying, you know, Merry Christmas to everyone. Thank you for taking a moment of your holiday to listen to our podcast uh, that shows us that you are very good great uh, listeners and followers we thank you for that if you do not celebrate christmas then happy holidays uh, whatever holiday you celebrate we hope you are having a good time isn't it joseph yeah and if you don't celebrate any happy days off <laughs> happy days off that's right <laughs> and uh, it is in the spirit of those days off because we know that most people will take one or two days off and uh, those days are good if you are going to do nothing there's a, a little bit of binge watch that uh, comes to comes to mind isn't it yeah doing nothing is my favorite thing to do <laughs> and i know that i plan to do uh, absolutely nothing because we've got family in town and i'm taking some days off so in between, you know, going about with family, we also, I'm also going to do some, some binge watch. What about you, Julio? Oh yeah. I'm definitely going to be watching anything that I can get in front of my eyeballs. <laughs> and so what we have decided to do is for this occasion, we are bringing you a, a small list of, you know, good movies in um, shows that you can watch that are sort of like allegoric to 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 the season isn't it they, they are not necessarily christmas movie uh, per se but they are good watch for this season 
Yeah, I've, I've, my list is essentially feel good movies because I know this time of year a lot of people suffer from depression and loneliness and sadness. So my list is mostly either something that's going to make you happy or laugh or just kind of give you the warm fuzzies. So that's that's my list. Yes, I, and I'm all for that. <laughs> and so we're going to take this list from the bottom to the top. How about that? That sounds good. And with that, then I would uh, happily let uh, you, Jojo, get started with your list and you start at your number six. Okay. So I'm going to start with The Rocketeer, which is a movie uh, from 1991. And I had sort of forgotten about it until we got Disney Plus. And then... I remembered it and I remembered how much happiness it brought me the first time I saw it. And, um, it still engenders that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's kind of a, uh, it was based on a comic book. It's set in the thirties. It's, it's about a, a guy who, he is sort of a peripheral fighter pilot type. It's before world war two, um, they they steal a rocket pack from Howard Hughes, and there's just kind of this funny little thing where this guy accidentally becomes a superhero because of a rocket pack. It's 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 in some ways a very silly movie, but in other ways it's 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 a lot of fun. It'll give you the warm fuzzies. The Mandalorian is super popular right now, and the Rocketeer wears a helmet, too, that reminds me of the Mandalorian's helmet, so that was kind of tied it into for me, too. Ah, <laughs> so that's what it is. Yes, um, but um, it's got, you know, it's got a young Billy Campbell in it, a young Jennifer Connelly, middle-aged Alan Arkin, and we just, you know, we did a whole whole series about the, the McKinsey method with Alan Arkin, so you get to see him younger in this. And Timothy Dalton is in this as a just perfect villain. Uh, I love Timothy Dalton. I think he's great. So he's 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 just lovely in this as as just the best kind of villain that you that you want. And he he gets his comeuppance. So um, I really recommend The Rocketeer, nineteen ninety one. If you didn't get a chance to see it when it came out, or maybe you're younger than nineteen ninety one. Um, it's on Disney Plus, and it's worth your time. It's got some beautiful set design because it is set in 1938, so you've got, you know, some cool Art Deco stuff going on, and um, it's just it's it's a fun ride. Well, that sounds like fun. And where can we find this movie? It's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, hey, Disney, Disney Plus, Plus. Is, is gaining popularity. I I still have my complaint about Disney Plus. Like, really, the the content because it's so exclusive to Disney, I still find that it it's 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 not it's not enough for me. You, you know, what I mean, like, because there's a bunch of Disney stuff that we've we've seen. Disney has been around for what a hundred years almost. Um, uh, yeah, I think so, actually. Yeah. So there's a lot of those things that we grew up with. And as much as it brings us a lot of uh, memories and nostalgia, we probably don't want to have something exclusively that. The new programming, the the exclusive programming that they're doing, 
like I said, like you said earlier, the Mandalorian seems to be gaining a lot of popularity. Uh, Baby Yoda is like a sensation, isn't it? Yeah, it's <laughs> like it, he went from zero to 5,000 million in like overnight. It was like, oh, Baby Yoda's cute. And now he's everywhere, literally. <laughs> so I, I think I think the, the major success is partly that. And of course, the name Disney. Uh, but... You know, I, I, I'm still waiting for more. Obviously, as of now, I'm not paying for it, but we do have it. So, <laughs> so I'm not yeah. complaining, right? Yeah, I, I mean, you can start your free trial and, and dump it if you want to. I know that there's some people that have found packages where you can get it for free bundled in with yes. something else. Yes. Somebody was talking about that today. Yeah. Um, and um, or you can just pay for the whole year of it. And I think if you pay for the whole year, it's like sixty five dollars or something. So, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's, it's not, not too bad. It's not too bad. And of course, you can go, um, you know, if you if you go have this with, with a friend, that's definitely, you know, the way to go. I think in yeah. one account, you can have 10 um, devices connected I believe so. Yeah. So, to a certain extent, is actually it's actually a bit more flexible than the Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah it definitely is. Sure. Um, and like you said, the the content it, it doesn't have as much as you would like, but um, I think I I don't know. I think it's worth it personally. Just yeah. it's caused me some happiness, and I am enjoying the Mandalorian. I have to say, I haven't started the Mandalorian, <laughs> but um, I have to give props to. Uh, baby Yoda. <laughs> baby Yoda is killing it out there, man. And he's animatronic. He is not CGI. I know. That's amazing to me. Yes. I mean, delightfully amazing. I don't mean that in a bad way at all. I'm, I think that's very cool. Well, I mean, animatronic is sort of like the, the old school thing. So Yeah, yeah Jim Henson and, you know, industrial yeah. light and magic and everything. So it's cool. All right. So I suppose it's my turn to come with... Uh, with my movie number six, um, so I'm, I'm I was a teenager in in the nineties, and I remember enjoying a lot. Like those silly, silly, silly comedies made me laugh quite a bit. And I don't know if I told you this, Jocelyn, but when as a teenager in Santo Domingo, I live right next to a movie theater, and <laughs> so. I could actually, from my room, there are times if it was when it got very quiet, I could actually hear the sounds coming from whatever movie was playing at the movie theater. And one of the things that we used to do, a, a bunch of little friends, is that we, were, we would wait until they stopped uh, collecting ticket for, for the last, uh, you know, for the last showing. And then just, uh, you know, fly through the door and go into the movie theater without, without being seen. <laughs> and we would, we would basically watch the same movie over and over for a whole week. Cause movies normally, new movies always started on, on Thursday. So because we had to wait for the movie to start and for them to stop collecting tickets to just like when, when it, there was enough people going in, just like slide through. We right. always caught 
different parts of the movie. And so it would take <laughs> us a whole week to watch the entire movie. <laughs> but, but it was, it was a lot of fun. So, um, because of that, one of the movies I remember enjoying so much was Home Alone. Uh, ah, yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. So Home Alone is still a lot of fun for certain reason. When I watch this movie, I cannot get enough of Joe Pesci. <laughs> you know, Joe Pesci and uh, Daniel Stern as the two uh, dudes that tr trying to rob the house. And, you know, Macaulay Culkin was an adorable little shit. Yes. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah. And uh, he was, he's, he, you know, he, by all account, he's like, great, he was a great child actor. Did, you know, was very believable and uh, prepared his little mischievous traps, uh, traps very well and enjoyed doing that, enjoy being, being bad so it was a fun thing to watch and I, w I still watch it. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is a fun movie and there, there's a lot of, you know, quotable lines from it too, you know? Yes, there's, yes, <laughs> there is. Uh, it, it, it's sort of become like a, a sort of like cult to tell you the truth. Like, uh, you know, there are, this kid will always be remembered for, for a home alone and i don't know that there's anybody that can tell me i don't like home alone have you ever met someone that says i have never liked home alone no i don't think i ever have met anybody who's been like Ugh. yeah no no i really don't what kind of heart would you have <laughs> <laughs> So there you have it. For me, it's Home Alone. Uh, 1990 was uh, this movie made. And uh, of course, it's, it stars Macaulay Culkin, uh, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, Catherine O'Hara. It's directed by Chris Columbus. And it is a fun, fun, fun little movie to watch. Number six for me. That's a good one. That's mm -hmm. a good one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so my turn. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is a movie I just watched recently. It came out August of last year on Netflix. And um, I watched this when I was first sick. And I was really pleased with, with how sweet it is. It's a very sweet movie that could have been really cringy and horrible, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And it, and it's not. It's it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. It's called To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Oh, I saw some some things about that. I never I never watched it, but tell me about it. It's it's very cute. It's um so the plot is there's a high school junior. Her name is Laura. And she has, over her, you know, growing up, over her being um, however old she is, teenager, she's had crushes on boys, very intense crushes. And um, so to each one of them, she's written a letter. And she's put the letters away in her closet, but, you know, it's just kind of like a, a time capsule of the way she was feeling at the time. Yeah. Well... There's something happens and those letters get mailed. Oh. And yes. And so all of her crushes get knowledge and get 
these very torrid, if you will, confessions of love mailed to them. Oh my! And she's no. a high school junior. Yes, and she still goes to school with with quite a few of these people. So it's it it could have turned out horrible. <laughs> Um, so it, but it's actually, it's actually a very sweet story and it's, it's very, uh, I, I I don't want to say, I don't know quite how to say it, but kind of like a faith in humanity type thing, like Mm -hmm. the way some of the kids react to receiving these letters and the way that of course she reacts to finding out that they've been accidentally mailed. So it's, I found it to be a very sweet movie. It, it made me happy. And uh, it's it's a short movie. It's like an hour, hour and a half. And it was just a lot of fun to watch and just just heartwarming and uh, kind of made you feel like made you remember the way you used to feel like when you were a teenager and you had a really big crush on somebody. Yes. Um, but in a good way, not in the horrible way. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Like those crushes were something else. Cause I remember there was a time between, I think between 12 and 14 that I had a new crush pretty much every two months. Yes. And every two months, that was when I was going to grow up to marry, too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Everything all planned out, and it was all good to go, and then suddenly it was gone. <laughs> and the thing is, like, it's not like they ever knew about it. You know, it was like, oh, she's going to be my wife. Right. But, like, she never knew anything right. how I was feeling or anything like that. Uh, right. Those, those were the times, what, how silly we were back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So this this definitely makes you remember being that silly and kind of makes you feel like, oh, gosh, I remember that feeling, but not not like in a in a dark way or anything like that. But just kind of like, in a oh, yeah, I used to be dumb. Yeah, that, exactly. Exactly. Like, how could I have been so dumb? Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to watch that one because I think this is one of those back in, you know, in the back of my head type of list. uh of things that I have to watch. And just because, you know, it's no, no longer flipping through Netflix anymore. So I've kind of forgotten about it. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's those yeah. things that, that Netflix pushes a lot for a week and you're like, Oh yeah, I got to watch this. And then all of a sudden you don't see it, you know, just popping, popping up anymore and you completely forget about it. So I'm going to go ahead and watch that because, because of what, you know, you've talked about it and, I think now I'm, I'm more interested. Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely worth a watch. It really is. I I just came across it sort of by accident when I was flipping around since I wasn't feeling good and was like, oh yeah, I wanted to watch that and I'll give it a chance. You know, I can always just back out of it if it seems dumb, but I I really enjoyed it. Sweet. So we know it's on Netflix. And and who are the actors? Uh, Mostly unknowns. I mean, well, I mean. You know, not your your A list. The um, mm-hmm. the female lead is played by Lana Condor, and then there's Noah Centineo is one of the crushes. There's Janelle Parrish. There's Anna Cathcart, Andrew Bachelor, Madeline Arthur, Amelia Barnack, Israel yeah, he, he, Broussard, he, he, and um, the only one that I know was John Corbett who played the dad. Yeah, so there's a lot of people, a lot of names you said that uh, they might as well you know, be former high school uh, crushes for me because I don't know them. <laughs> I don't know them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I, I, no no big stars, which I kind of liked that too because yeah. it's, it's just kind of like watching kids. 
That's good. <laughs> to all the boys I've loved before on Netflix. Yes. That is Jocelyn's number five. Five. Wasn't it? Number five, yes. All right. So here's my number five. I'm going to tell you this. And please don't laugh at me. This movie is from 2003. And it is one of my favorite holiday movies. And <laughs> it is the most irreverent, irreverent Christmas movie I've ever seen in my life. And I think everybody should watch it. It's called Bad Santa. <laughs> that is with a starring uh, Billy Bob Thornton, the late Bernie Mac, Tony Cox, and Brett Kelly. And this is... I have never seen Bad Santa. Oh, you have to watch it, Jocelyn. <laughs> you have to watch it. By the way, Bad Santa is not a movie for children. So do not, do not watch it with kids. <laughs> okay. And so this is Billy Bob Thornton, who plays sort of like a mall Santa. He hates everybody. He, he's, he's, he doesn't like people. Hates his job. His life is not really in the best place. So he's, he's a guy who is battling alcoholism and depression and wish it, he wishes he didn't have to be around people. And he's not afraid to admit that he hates other people's kids <laughs> like oh. I do. <laughs> uh, and Bernie Mac is also mad funny in this, in this movie. And there is a kid that takes to him, even though he treats that kid. So, so a uh, bad Santa who is the uh, uh, Billy Bob Taunton. Uh, there's this kid that, that, is fascinated by Santa and he truly believe that this guy is Santa and he's a little fat kid named uh, uh, Sherman Melman <laughs> lives with his grandmother and believes in everything, believes in every kind of story. And basically Santa doesn't know what to do to get this kid, this kid of his back. And he he originally is horrible to this to, to this kid, but then it turns out like they end up being little uh, being friends and like you know somehow you know the kid sort of like brought out the humanity in bad in bad Santa, <laughs> the alcoholic curmudgeon <laughs> curmudgeon bad Santa. So it's a very very sweet movie if you can find the sweetness in it, but also it's a very naughty movie. Absolutely not. <laughs> so I, I'm just looking it up, and I see the Cohen brothers are executive producers. So I love the Cohen brothers. So you can imagine what I'm talking about right now. Yes, so, yes, I can. But is it probably very, very dark, but with a lot of humanity at the same time? The fact of the matter is, Jocelyn, you will never see Santa in the same light after you watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> So you can find Bad Santa, uh, you can stream pretty much anywhere uh, from, from Netflix to, uh, you know, Amazon Prime to Hulu. You will find Bad Santa. It's a very popular movie. It has 78% uh, Rotten Tomato. And uh, I think in my book, it should have 100, but whatever, dude. 
<laughs> I like that the tagline is he doesn't care if you're naughty or nice. He doesn't give a <laughs> shit. That's what true. That's the truth, man. He doesn't care. And you would see it in the movie, man, like he, oh, oh, when those kids started blabbling about how good they were and what they want for Christmas, my God, he wanted to kill himself. He, <laughs> oh, he really doesn't like it. But yeah, you have to watch this. Everybody, everybody. If you easily offended, too bad. <laughs> but there is a scene there that is ingrained in my memory forever. And um, it's one of those scenes that I don't want to talk about ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that tells you everything you need to know. Bad Santa. <laughs> Bad Santa. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, well, well I'll, um, I'll go to the next one on my list. So it's uh, it's B. So we'll, we'll go with B. So Mr. Blandings builds his dream house. This is one that I just recently rewatched. It is a movie from 1948. It stars Cary Grant and Myrna Loy, who are two of my favorite actors ever. And this movie has had movies based on it. Um, the Money Pit with Tom Hanks and Shelley Long was based on this movie. Mm-hmm. And Are We Done Yet? starring Ice Cube was based on this movie. Oh, wow. So this movie has been... It's one of my go-to movies for when I feel like crap. Um, when I'm either down in the dumps mentally or physically... I, I like to watch this movie because it has so many just little little interactions and in, in the crisp dialogue and Cary Grant, of course, is delightful and Myrna Loy, the two of them together. But anyway, it's a story about um, an ad man, uh, very madman-esque, um, and that would be Cary Grant mm-hmm. and his wife and uh, their two children and their pets and they're living in a what would be palatial by today's standards, but by 1948 standards, teeny weeny apartment yeah. in New York City. Right. And so they decide to buy a house and they're going to buy a house in Connecticut and uh, he's going to commute into the city. So they, they look and they find and they find, they find this house in Connecticut and it's going to be absolutely perfect and it's wonderful and marvelous and they buy it. They don't know anything about anything, by the way. They're 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 total rubes. They're, mm-hmm. They they know nothing about the house buying process. They know nothing about anything, but they just go out and buy a house in Connecticut. And of course, it turns out to be structurally unsound. And mm-hmm. they have they go through like twelve different engineers who are like, tear it down, burn it down, tear it down, oh, burn wow. it down. There's just this long list of engineers. So this is the story of them building their dream house. And all of the shit that goes wrong when you decide wow. to build something. <laughs> oh, that that a lot of people can relate to that, myself included. <laughs> it, it's it's just it's it's amazing and delightful, and and the fact that neither one of them really know anything about anything is great because it's it's so human, you know, like mm-hmm. in the sense of of like one of the construction guys asks the the husband played by Cary Grant, do you want us to do this or that? And the husband is like, 
you can see in Cary Grant's face, I, I have absolutely no, no idea, idea what you're talking about, <laughs> but I'm going to pick one. I'm not going to admit the fact that I have no idea what you're talking about, because, <laughs> I mean, why would I do that? I'm a so dude. I'm just gonna, <laughs> right, exactly. So he picks one, and, and, and of course, that was not quite the right thing to pick. So anyway, oh um, there's there's it's it's just a fun movie, and, and even though it's all about everything that can go wrong. It's, it's also a feel good movie because I think the fact that it's just about everything that can go wrong in life and the fact that these folks just pull through it with, with, with humility and humanity and funniness is great. So it's, it's Mr. Blanding's builds his dream house. It's 1948. Um, and it is available on Amazon prime. Amazon prime. That's like one of those that you, 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 don't quite get to see what your prime membership you have to yes you do have to if you're you can rent it i think it's two dollars yeah man two dollars it's all good yeah yeah all right so it is my turn my turn yes 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 my turn so my number four is very easy to get right i will watch anything that this guy does even if it turns out at the end to be crap and somehow I'll find a way to not be disappointed by the fact that in the end it turned out to be crap. That's how much of a fan I am of Will Ferrell. And of course there's no Christmas or holiday time movie better than 2003 Elf. <laughs> that I know so many people who love this movie, uh-huh. and I've never seen it. You haven't, Jocelyn? I haven't. Oh I haven't seen it. God! Oh my goodness! Look, I don't know. Do you know what? Here's the thing: Wilfred manages to actually make you almost cry in this very <laughs> funny and silly movie. So, in in. So you have a combination of Will Ferrell and his dad turns out to be Sonny Corleone, <laughs> James Caan, right? Mm-hmm. And then one of the elves is Bob Newhart. <laughs> you know, I love Bob Newhart. And, and, and guess, guess who's next? Ed Asner. Like, oh, I mean, awesome. every that's a good cast. I know everybody who's good and funny and uh, I don't know, huggable <laughs> is in this movie, and it is absolutely fantastic. It's it's funny. It it has a little bit of like that. I don't know. It, it brings you to a place where. You know this is not happening. You know this is supposed to be funny, but it can get sad too. But sad, and then you laugh about it too. You know. So I, I don't know how else to describe it, but 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 you know, it's one of Will Ferrell's best little movies out there. By the way, <laughs> Will Ferrell has did a movie. I think it was exclusive for Netflix. The entire movie is in Spanish. He speaks Spanish in the movie, and in real life, Will Ferrell speaks no Spanish whatsoever. But his <laughs> Spanish was so good in this movie that you would be convinced that this guy 
actually is a native Spanish speaker. <laughs> and, and, and I know, I know this is like a, a little detour from what I was talking about, but Jocelyn, you can have to find this movie and watch it. Yeah. It's called Casa, La Casa de Mi Padre. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it is funny. It is silly. But the, the Spanish in this movie, everybody else is a native Spanish speaker, except Will Ferrell. And he speaks Spanish in the entire movie. And when he was asked, do you speak in Spanish at all? No, dude, I don't speak Spanish. I don't speak Spanish at all. I'm like, really? That was good to see. So. That, that's awesome. For you to say that, I know that he was that he was good because I know the accents and things. Oh. I know how sensitive you are to that. So, <laughs> Jocelyn, it is amazing. But I'm t I'm t this guy should actually win an award for this movie. And this is not a movie that deserves anybody's award, to tell you the truth. <laughs> but because of how well he did speaking Spanish the entire movie and how perfectly he managed to speak Spanish for a non-Spanish speaker. That was fantastic. But again, the movie that I'm really talking about here is 2003's, 2003's Elf by uh, Will Ferrell, James Caan, uh, Bob Newhart, and Edward Asner, directed by John Favreau. Um, I think you can find this movie. I this is another movie you can find anywhere, too, isn't it? <laughs> I uh, I used to work with a, a young lady who loved this movie. She had elf stuff everywhere all the time. Are you kidding? And she would no, she would quote this movie, and she had T-shirts, and she had. So, when when the end of the year and Christmas time came around, she would lose her fucking mind <laughs> and just go all out. So, um, if she's listening out there, which I'm sure she isn't, but 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 if you are, I, I, I hope you enjoy the shout out. <laughs> because <laughs> I remember you very well, dear. <laughs> but can like here's one theory that I have. I don't think Elf as a movie would have been as good if it weren't played by Will Ferrell. If it weren't a Will Ferrell movie, it probably wasn't wouldn't be as good. Um, and when I think of somebody else who could have, you know, gotten away playing Elf. And being be, could have been funny. I think of maybe Steve Carell. Mm. But you know that. Uh, I think what made Will Ferrell so good with it is the fact that, you know, the idea is that elves are like small, you know, and Will Ferrell himself is a giant. Right. <laughs> so. Right. So the idea that he's, he's, he's an elf and he can't figure, he doesn't know that he's that big, which is why everybody, nobody can accept him as an elf, <laughs> but he's so innocent to, to his own size. That what makes it so funny. So you, you have to watch that, Jocelyn. That's another movie. Bad Santa and Elf. That's your, <laughs> that's your homework. <laughs> <laughs> It's a deal. I'll put them on my list. Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, my next one is an an older film, not as not as old before, but this one's from 1960, mm -hmm. and it is Swiss Family Robinson. What? And <laughs> this is another one that that is available on Disney Plus. This is a movie. I loved this movie when I was a kid. There's a lot 
in it to love as a kid there's there's a lot of animals um there's a lot of um living outside there's a lot of fun and excitement but anyway this movie it's it's about a a a swiss family oddly enough and their name is robinson also oddly enough and they are on their way to new guinea to start a new life when their ship is attacked by pirates and they end up shipwrecked on um an island that's uninhabited and um it's about them essentially building houses taming some of the local wildlife getting what they can off of the ship um, before it completely goes away because it's up on the rocks near the island and essentially coming to a point where they live there long enough that if the the time to be rescued happens do they really want to leave this paradise they've made themselves that sounds great it's 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 a fun movie. It's also very cool because for 1960, this wasn't done a whole, whole lot, but it was shot on location in, in Tobago, Tobago. Yes. So so it was shot on location there. So um, everything that you see there is 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 real. It's like, happening for real. I like. Yes, it's happening like. for real, and it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh. So I think there was a restoration project that was done about five or ten years ago. And so it's um, it looks it looks really great for streaming, and it's just a fun it's a fun adventure movie. And you know, there's a little scene with them uh, when they have their their first Christmas away from home, and and how they're going to do that when they're you know they're from Switzerland, so there yeah. there's 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 snow and and you know the the beautiful Alps and things yes. like that. And yes. now they're on this tropical island, and their interpretation of what they decide to do with their celebration of Christmas is kind of fun. So it's a it's a cool movie. I enjoyed it as a kid i watched it again relatively recently uh, once we got when we got disney plus because it's available on there and for me it held up i I was i didn't watch it and go god why did i like this (laughs) yeah sometimes that happens yeah i really enjoyed this when i was a kid but it it really held up for me and 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 I, i i enjoyed it very much there there's a few little cultural things that aren't quite the way they should be um there's some some depictions of the pirates aren't great but the pirates don't really play a huge part in the movie that's not what this movie is about so it's it's about family and about coming together and so that's that's mine swiss family robinson 1960 there's a couple different versions but i'm talking about the 1961 and it's available on disney plus i'm gonna watch that probably tonight because that sounds that sounds Good. Well, you know, it's about tropical islands and stuff. So, you know, it's beautiful. You got me. It there. really is. It really is beautiful. Swiss Family Robinson, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. And and who's on this? Who who who's? Um, it didn't. The cast is interesting because there's not really, it, it, there's not really a lot of big stars in it for the time. Mm. Um, there's John Mills. And Dorothy McGuire are the parents and like kind of like just solidly be um, actors and actresses. But to me, they put in a great performance and you definitely get the family feel. Sweet. All right. Then. I am going to do that. Yes. <laughs> All right. So here's here's the thing. It's not like I'm trying to slip one extra movie in my list of six, but I'm sort of undecided in between these two. And so I've gotten side to side on number three. 
I am a big fan of Tim Burton. And by extension, I'm a big fan of anything that Tim Burton does that has, of course, um, his ex-wife. Uh, what's her name again? My girl that was on, on The Crown. Um, I just lost her name. Helena Bonham Carter. Yes, there we yeah. go. <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter. And uh, But this movie in particular was directed by Tim Burton. And it's actually a sequel. It's not even the original, but to me it was the best of two. And I'm talking about Batman Return with uh-huh. Michael Keaton. My, Michael Keaton time of being Batman, right? Yes. And Batman Returns to me is a fantastic movie because I think... It's the one thing that it did for me is that it cemented Danny DeVito to me as one of the greatest actors out there. Yes. Very underestimated, perhaps, because he is not, you know, a beautiful guy and a tall, square jawed dude. But this little dude can act his ass off and he is. To me, the greatest penguin to ever, uh, you know, show feature in any Batman movie. I, I don't care. I haven't seen them all, but this guy was great. In, yes. You know, absolutely great. And of course, this was the one with uh, Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer. And yes. uh, it's, it's, it's a great she um the scene where catwoman has the the whip and is whipping the heads off of mannequins i believe yes from what i understand that was actually michelle pfeiffer did that really and did it in one take you're kidding um, and they like there was because I, I remember this when it when it came out that because they were like, oh, we don't want you to do this because, you know, it's dangerous and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, I can do it. Wow. I can do it. Let me do it. And she did it in one take. So. Wow. I'm, 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 I'm yeah, speechless. She's I'm, my favorite Catwoman yes. that I've seen. She's just. And she was love, funny, too. Yes. There was this, honey, I'm home. Oh, I forgot. I'm not married. I Every time she <laughs> yes. says that, I laugh yes. my butt off. Yes. <laughs> but uh, it, it, was, it was beautiful. By the way, again, you know, there's been a lot of Batman out there, you know, and maybe it is because we're talking about movies of the times when I was a teenager and those times are sort of like sacred to me. But yeah, Michael Keaton is my favorite Batman. I don't care what anybody else he, says. He's man. he is my favorite Batman too. He really is. Um, you know, I I I enjoy the ones with Christian Bale and that whole trilogy. There was it was good, but I mean, Michael Keaton is my favorite. <laughs> those those first two movies were were amazing. God yes, yeah. And then yeah. and then that was what what was was it after him that uh, Clooney did it. I think so. Clooney did it once. I was like, why? Why? You know, 
<laughs> I think even Clooney was like, I don't know why I'm here, but okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll take my paycheck and go home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Clooney being Batman was like, no, no. <laughs> don't do it. Don't, don't try it again. <laughs> And he listened. He, he didn't try again, did he? Yeah, no, he was like, oh, that's, that's, that's okay. I don't, I don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> you can take the bat nipples back. <laughs> so, again, 2000, um, what, the, 2000, 1992, Batman Returns, the sequel to The Batman, starring Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Christopher Walken. <laughs> You see what uh, I did there? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, did. I like that. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but so the other movie that I I told you I had two movies side, side by side. Yes. Um, the next movie that I had right next to it, and I, I decided not to put it anywhere else, was The Santa Claus with uh, Tim Allen. Uh-huh. I, I for some reason... I've never gotten tired of watching this movie, you know, but somehow I didn't want to put it in any other place of, on the list. You know, I, I, like I like it enough to talk about it in the show, but I don't know that it needed to make my list. Does that? It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. <laughs> so, yeah. So either or, if you will, right? So you could... You could you, you could watch the two of the, the two movies, but my 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 choice actually for number three is Batman Returns. It's a good movie, definitely. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my turn. Yay! All right, so I'm going to talk about. This is probably a little bit of an odd pick. I don't know, but it's I'm going for feel good. So. Big Hero 6 came out in 2014. It's an animated film. It's by Disney. It's based on uh, superheroes um, from Marvel. And if you haven't seen it, I don't think it was a, as, as big a success as, as some of the Disney movies, you know, like Zootopia yeah. um, and things like that. But But this one has a heart and it, it has a little bit of a dark side too. There's some stuff that happens in this movie that you wouldn't expect to happen in an, in an animated Disney film, but it's, it's about a, a family. It's a 14 year old high school graduate mm -hmm. and he is a, a robotics genius and uh, he's, he's, he's just a kid who's trying to, make it in the world when he's much smarter than everybody else. And, uh, he that's has an never, older brother. That, that's never a good thing for any he, kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, and that's what it is for this kid. It's not a good thing. Yeah. So his older brother kind of tries to take him under his wing and bring him into a, a research laboratory to, to kind of like, uh, Hey, here's, here's stuff that good stuff you can do with your smartness. You know, right. let's, let's, let's. So, Unfortunately, there's a, a big fire that happens and the young man's older brother is killed in the fire. Oh, wow. And, um, but the young man's older brother had been working on a healthcare robot 
whose name is Baymax. And um, Baymax survived the fire because he was he was staying somewhere else. And anyway, the 14-year-old accidentally uh, activates this this robot, and the robot sort of accidentally becomes his best friend. And there's some hilariousness that happens with with the robot because the robot is inflatable. <laughs> so there's there's some funny scenes where. Uh, Robot starts to slowly deinflate accidentally, and uh, there's just there's just some cuteness that happens there. And um, but it's 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 about grief and loss because this this young man really looked up to his older brother who was who was trying to to help him. But it's also about the friendship and love that you can find in maybe unexpected places, which this kid finds through this healthcare robot that his his brother invented and uh kind of the little family that gets built along the way of their of their travels and their adventures i it was a movie that i just was surprised by how much i enjoyed it and how touching it was and how human it was and uh was a little sad that it i don't think it was quite as big of a movie as it as as some of the others have been so um if you haven't seen it, give it a chance. Big Hero 6. And it's available on Disney Plus also. Big Hero 6. Big Hero 6. All oh, right. Uh, Disney Plus keeps, you know, popping up on your list, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it does. Ah, uh, dope, 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 dope. Big Hero. Uh, that, that one is going to go in my, uh, on my list. I don't know if I'm going to watch it immediately. Uh, my first, the first one on my list is actually Swiss Family robinson so i'm gonna go with that tonight you know boom yeah saturday night little movie and stuff yeah you, know. you and you you honestly you'll love big hero six i see you loving big hero six i do oh don't 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 get me started i might i might do a, a binge night tonight <laughs> yeah. although i don't know I, I can't binge anymore you know like all of a sudden i start i, I start with the idea of binging and next thing i know i wake up on the couch at three in the morning <laughs> <laughs> where am i what am i what happened what? netflix is going are you still alive are no. you still there <laughs> should we still be playing this <laughs> Oh man! Hey, getting all is not fun. <laughs> uh -huh. It's true. All right. So my movie, my number two on the list, is also another, you know, director of darkness, Tim Burton movie, and it is from 1990. I don't know. Somehow I'm stuck between 1990 and 2003. If you notice, <laughs> I've not moved on from that era. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and it is starring Johnny Depp, Winona Ryder, Diane Weist, and Anthony Michael Hall. And if you haven't guessed yet, I'm talking about the movie Edward Scissorhands. Oh my goodness. Yes. 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 Um, this is one of those movies that I don't tire watching. Um, and every time I watch it, I find something new that or something that I somehow didn't remember or did not remember seeing the first time. And after we started doing this show, just on it, I, I realized that 
even though I thought it was a very small list of movies that I could not, I, I, I could watch over and over. Now this, that list seems to have gotten bigger because there, there are a lot of movies that I've watched before that I have no problem watching again. Mm-hmm. Even though originally, before we started doing Kicking and Streaming, I could have told you, well, there are two movies that I will watch always, always, no matter what, which is Coming to America and The Lion King. But no, there's, there's far more other movies that I will watch over and over again. So that list has gotten bigger. And Edward Scissorhands is part of that. You know, it's one of those... I remember those times. I remember when this movie came out. And the first thing I can remember is that there were a lot of women at the time that had a thing for Edward Scissorhands Uh for some reason. I'm like, really? Uh Really? Then I wanted to be Edward Scissorhands too. So, you know, because whatever. (laughs) 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 But it is in... A, a beautiful movie. And when I say beautiful, I'm talking about starting from aesthetics to the story to the improbability of the story in and of itself makes the movie beautiful. But the cast of actors there is also absolutely glorious. And again, Tim Burton is a master of everything. And Master of None. So, I don't know what else to say. Um, watch it. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands is is it's a beautiful movie. It really is a beautiful movie. It's it's weird in all the right ways. Yes. yes. And uh, I, I like the tagline of it too: the story of an uncommonly gentle man. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just, it's a lo- yeah, it is. It's a lovely movie, and. Uh, Winona Ryder, of course, is is at her Winona-ist in this. She's yes. she's great. Yes. And Kathy Baker is great in this. Um, Diane Weist, Weist is great, too. So, yeah. You By just the way, gotta... I love this lady. Like, I love her in a, in a very familial way for some reason. There was a series on HBO that failed after, I believe, two or three seasons because of course it was too good of a series for for a lot of people and i'm talking about in session do you remember mm-hmm. that mhm i do actually and she was on that she was the therapist's therapist and my god i enjoyed every moment she was on scene i love this lady i love Diane Wist with with my with with my heart so I could always watch her. I could, I could always, you know, enjoy everything she does. And to know that she's in this movie, you know, it's a good, it, it, I can, I can do it again. Watch it again and again and again. Yeah. 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 Alan Arkin is in this one too. You don't say. Yeah. We got a little Alan Arkin theme going on without meaning to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's, 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 he's that good, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> he's the man. All right. So uh, I guess it's, it's down to my, my number one. Number one. And uh, so this one is from 2013. 
And um, I think it was pretty popular when it came out. And then I, after that, I don't remember anybody talking about it. So it's Saving Mr. Banks, which is the story of making of the film Mary Poppins. Uh-huh. And Emma Thompson stars and Tom Hanks star. Paul Giamatti is in it. Jason Schwartzman is in it. Bradley Whitla, Whitford and Colin Farrell. And this movie made me cry in the movie theater. I actually saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. And, but it's, it's the story of a very prickly, very unlikable woman who is the woman who wrote the story of Mary Poppins mm-hmm. and the story of Walt Disney being Walt Disney and trying to win her over so that he can get the story of Mary Poppins so he can make the movie Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's lovely because it's, it's about that, but it's also about him discovering that, that the author played by Emma Thompson had a, a really crappy childhood and that's where the story of Mary Poppins came from, that she kind of wished that she had a magical nanny oh. to come in and, and, and fix things and save things. And so it's called Saving Mr. Banks because Mr. Banks is the name of her father. <laughs> her father is played by Colin Farrell and played very well. I don't typically, I have to say, like Colin Farrell very much, but he's very, very good in this movie as the very charming, completely undependable alcoholic father. <laughs> and he's very good in this. And it's it's just, it's a very, it's a very, I mean, you know I'm using this a lot, but it is a feel-good movie in that finding, you know, the, the character of, of Walt Disney, I mean, being a real person, but uh, the, also this author, P.L. Travers, and the fact that they're so different on the exterior, but the way that they were able to find a commonality in their childhoods and in things that happened to them growing up and how Walt Disney was able to convince P.L. Travers to entrust the story of Mary Poppins to him so that he can make this movie that everyone you know, that has seen it typically just loves and adores and has happy memories of. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting to see that that background and to see how it comes together. Like I said, I think it was a, it was it was pretty popular when it came out, but I don't remember anybody really talking about it afterwards. So if you haven't seen it, if it fell off your radar, I really recommend Saving Mr. Banks. It's on Netflix and it's just it's a it's a good movie and it's it it again, kind of helps you with human relationships and, and trying to find that, that commonality and that, you know, the fact that even though it may seem as though we don't have anything in common, we actually may have something in our background that, that links us forever. There is, there is always a story about, about the human that connect, that makes, that's remind us that we're all human. It's just a matter of finding out, you know, otherwise it's very easy to judge from afar and say, this person is an asshole and I have no interest in being their friend or in being in their lives or anything like that. But uh, that seems to be the hidden story here, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I did hear some buzz about this movie and perhaps it was nominated for something. Uh, but you're right. I haven't heard a lot about it for a long time. So this brings in, brings it back and hopefully people can find what you found in it. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it definitely sounds like a good movie for this time of year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, if you're, uh, you're feeling down and maybe lost some faith in humanity, I think it will kind of bring some of that back for you. And in the same fashion that you have brought back, you know, faith in humanity to everybody, I'm going to go ahead and fuck it up right now with my number one. Sweet. <laughs> because don't be very disappointed, but my number one is a movie from 1998, 1988, starring Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman, Reginald Vell Johnson, and Bonnie <laughs> Bedelia. <laughs> and it is motherfucking Die Hard. <laughs> oh, oh, John McClane, my friend, is a legend. And this is the best movie ever made. And the most quotable, the most quotable phrase I've ever heard in my life, which is <laughs> Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> I I have to tell you that when I when I told my husband, you know, what the subject of our podcast was gonna be, he was like, Oh, well you have to do die hard. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was the very first thing he said. He's like, Die Hard's on your list, right? I'm like, it's actually not. <laughs> Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to know that we think alike. Because yes, what? Yes. I'm telling you, man, we have to go back to the 30th floor of Nakatomi Corporation and watch John McClane do his thing. And again, like after I watched Die Hard, I have to go at least a whole week saying the words, if you can, yay, motherfucker. <laughs> Beautiful thing, but but more than that is Alan Rickman pulling off a West German accent that is very believable, and of course, you know Alan. It's so Alan Rickman, you know. It, I love Alan Rickman. Yeah. I loved Alan Rickman when he died. I was so heartbroken. Yes, yes, because it was so sudden and so unexpected. And but he is so good in this. And I, I love the fact that I think it was this movie that was like his last. Like he had decided, look, I'm just going to go because I think he's a chef or he used to be a chef. Um, I'm just going to go do that because this Hollywood thing isn't working out. And then I think he got the part, and I believe it was this movie. And that launched his career. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Hans Gruber is actually the most popular villain in of every... And for some reason, Alan Rickman had this ability to make his villains popular. And, yes. And somehow, uh, yes. like some kind of cult hero, even though they were villains, right? Like Hans Gruber is everybody's favorite villain for some reason, right? And then he was in the Harry Potter movies, wasn't he? Uh, yes, he was Snape. Yes, and and for some reason, people love that dude too. <laughs> yep. And the um, 
the Robin Hood movie, Prince of Thieves. He was uh, the sheriff of Nottingham in that. And oh, my goodness, that's my that that movie is terrible, by the way. But Alan Rickman is so good in it. He's so good. I mean, like the the little scene where it's, you know, I'm going to cut his heart out with a spoon. And the guy's like, why would you use a spoon? And he's like, because it's dull, you idiot. It'll hurt more. She's <laughs> wonderful. She's wonderful. I can't remember anything else about the movie but him. <laughs> so you really want to go ahead and watch that again? So. <laughs> so yeah, there you have it. 1988. Uh, so when this movie came out, it was uh, a little less than a year that I had moved to the Dominican Republic, and of course, I was living right next to that movie theater. And this is this was one of those movies that I had to watch little by little because it all depended on at what time I was able to sneak up into the movie theater. And uh, for some reason, this movie actually stayed up in, in, in the movie theater for over a month because it was very popular. And I don't know if you've ever seen this happen, but I remember as a kid... <laughs> For some reason, whenever a scene was too good, whenever a scene was really great, especially in action movies, people in the Dominican Republic would freaking stand up and clap. Like <laughs> there was a huge round round of applause, and I was like, "No, no well, did I think these people on, behind on the screen can hear them?" But like, <laughs> but it was funny. Look, there are two things that Dominicans did that I I, I will never understand is clapping in movies when the scene because any diehard movie or uh nicholas cage movies you remember when nicholas cage was doing all those crazy volatile action movies and shit that he was always the hero and blah 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 people would stand up and clap what was his name uh steven seagal you know, oh, he, yes. he would go to places and kick everybody's ass like and, and then just walk out like he never had a fight, you know, with his perfect hair and shit. I don't know. People clap, too. But the second thing that Dominicans do that I never understood is when the pilot lands the plane, they also give them a round of applause. They're the only ones who do that. Really? Yeah. Like, that's, clap, clap, clap. that's sweet. That's, kind of, that's sweet, though. Come that's on. Sweet. It is. It's sweet. It's like, thank you for not killing us. It's like, imagine, it's like, hey, uh, I'm going to parallel park this car. And then you're going <laughs> to collapse him. Come on. <laughs> the first time I saw that happening, I looked around like, what? And then I thought it was something that just happened, right? Right, now, right, right, right. Whenever... The Dominicans were the majority on an airplane. It happened. And I was like, okay, this is the thing now. <laughs> but I will never understand. Never understand. <laughs> when, when, I was, when I was little, the, um, the town I grew up in was at the time probably about at least 20 years behind, behind times. Um, and when we would go to the movie theater, which wasn't very often because, uh, money, but we would occasionally go to the movie theater and, uh, people would always clap after the movies. Really, They would always, <laughs> always clap after the movies. And I remember being older and, um, noticing 
that that people didn't clap anymore. Like I don't know when it stopped happening. But it stopped <laughs> happening. And I well, remember being older and noticing it and being like, "Huh, people don't clap anymore." And I, it was just so you saying that is kind of funny to me because I I don't know why people did. I have absolutely no idea why people did. But but yes, where I grew up was well behind times and and but anyway when we would go to the movie theater everybody always clapped at the end of the, of the movie so they just may have just caught up with time then <laughs> yeah i guess so but i i don't know why it would have ever been a thing <laughs> somebody started it and it, somebody and it started looked, it it looked good at the time and it and maybe it was like a leftover from going to the theater do you clap after you go i've never been to a play do you clap Oh yeah, you do all the, the whole ovation thing and ask for encores and, and stuff. But maybe it's left over from that. I mean, like, like when movies first first started, you know, like in the early 1900s to the 20s. Maybe it was something left over from that. Oh, with, with the dude playing the little organ and yeah, yeah, when they had an actual person in there playing the organ and stuff. Maybe it's left over from that. I don't know. That's awesome. We we have to do a research on that. Yeah. And, and do a special episode. Yes, just about clapping after movies. Clapping after movies. Well, all right then. So that's it, right? Yeah. So Die Hard is my number one. We've had 12 very beautiful movies for you there. We hope that at least you'll get to watch one or two of the list if you don't have enough time. But if you have... A, a few days of vacation and you, you can binge a bit just go ahead and you know save this list and find something that will bring you joy and will make you uh, reminisce some good years because I've had fun talking about the 90s just just yeah. talking about it yeah it's been good yeah so uh, we again Wish you happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy everything. And uh, we hope you will continue to listen uh, next year and you'll be here with us. You'll keep talking about us to your friends and you'll keep recommending these podcasts. We do it with love and we are excited to be ending this year with you when I don't think a year ago at this point, neither Jocelyn nor I thought we would have had 45 episodes of a podcast. No. So it's definitely been a good year. It's been a fantastic ride with all of you guys. Thank yes. you for, for being with us. Yes, thank you. At the same time, we would like to invite you, if you're listening to us for the first time, to subscribe to our podcast. If, wherever you're listening uh, from, uh, whether it is on Spotify or Apple Podcast or Google Podcast or CastBox or any, anywhere you can subscribe just so that every Tuesday you can get this podcast straight to your phone whenever the new episode comes out. Also, you will find us on social media. We are on Instagram as kicking and streaming underscore podcast. We are on Twitter as kicking and streaming. And also on Facebook, you will find us as kicking and streaming podcast, as well as on the Pinterest. 
We are on the Pinterest. Whatever we go to the Walmarts. Yes, the Walmarts, <laughs> the Pinterests, and the Facebooks. And the Facebook. You will find Jocelyn as Jocelyn Podcast on Instagram. Instagram. That's where I. All right. That's where I hang out. That's where she hangs out, and all of her how do you do memes are fantastic. <laughs> so. We are going to call it a day and we hope you had fun with us and we tell us what you think about these movies. You can always tweet us. You can always go to our Facebook page and boom, give us a little message. Even on Instagram, just send us in a, a little message. We'll be happy to respond. So thank you very much, everyone. Y'all have a good day. Toodaloo. Bye. Bye.